0: listen Brandon here so glad to see you again I hope you are watching I'm here today to encourage you to ask you to go to YouTube like our page subscribe because one of the reasons we were down that we didn't put out any podcasts towards the end of last year is because we were busy working we were busy working on our new space that I'm sitting in I'm so proud of and the only way you can see it if you go to youtube so make sure you go to our youtube page it's dear white teacher like it subscribe to it because i know many of you love riding in your car listening to the podcast but every blue moon you might want to see us on youtube so you can see our new space so you can see our new stage we put a lot of time and effort into it it's something that's going to be used by our community we're going to be teaching kids how to use um, podcast recording um, and and music uh, production technology and so we're so proud of it so make sure you go to our youtube we want to get uh as many subscribers as possible so help us out go over there subscribe dear white teacher thank you so much and thank you for not only listening but watching peace um
1: it's not gonna take a book it's gonna take experience there's no code switching i'm gonna give it to you real i need you to understand this is what
0: our culture
2: deals with this is what it's like y'all hold your colleague accountable Y'all put the pressure where they know not in our building, you ain't gonna underserve our kids.
0: They wasn't prepared to teach urban students. You got third, fourth grade kid walking in, he's walking into class like, I don't trust this cat, I don't no. trust this woman. Now me being the person that I am, I went to the student. Yeah. You need to go to the spaces where they dwell in. A
2: teacher should have that same mindset. Right. Do no harm and promote life. Go talk to them, go talk to the kids you don't know every day for a month and tell me you don't feel better about coming to school here. He was
1: like, that's the first time I've like felt seen in the classroom.
2: You
3: have to recognize who your audience is, who you're teaching, even that includes
0: the whole family.
3: We don't just impact for the moment, we impact for eternity. This
0: is where you get the ins and the outs about the community. What's up, everybody? Brandon here. Welcome to Dear White Teacher. If you've been watching us, you see this space looks a little bit different than what you used to see in. So, I want to welcome everybody into our own space, our own brand new uh, podcast studio and stage. So, you you'll get to see it if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, you'll get to see uh, we got our own thing now. So, it's a pretty cool feeling. This is our first episode in here, and so this this episode is also special uh, because. You probably always hear me talk about Dreams Academy, and I've never really told you about Dreams Academy or introduced you uh, to the people that run Dreams Academy. And so today's episode, um, you know, Dreams is our boys, our young men's extension of our programming. And so I got my whole Dream staff here with me today. We're going to talk about mentoring. We're going to talk about um, just some of the cultural nuances of what young black boys go through. Um, so I want you to dig in, and I'm going to let my team introduce themselves, starting to my left, uh, my guy, Andre.
1: Well, hello, uh, Andre Hampton. Um, been with dreams for a little while. I can't even think about how many yeah, years Yeah, I think it's been about five, <laughs> five or six. I've never had the opportunity to come as a speaker. Uh, my profession is in financial services as a financial advisor, and then I'm also the assistant pastor at the City of Joy Life Enrichment Center. So, um, just excited, to get ready to have this conversation, yeah. uh, and tell you a little bit more about Dreams Academy and all the things. It does. All
3: right,
0: uh, Daryl,
3: what's going on? My name Daryl, new addition to the Dreams Academy uh, program director from Canton, Ohio. Born and raised, I've been working with the youth for about six to five years now. Six to five, five to six. <laughs> you know, I got you. I got you.
2: Hey, what's up? My name is Courtney Brown. Um, I'm from Akron. East side of Akron, specifically. I grew up in the inner city in the Joy Park area and also in the Goodyear Heights area. And um, I've been working with Dreams Academy. I'm about two years now. Um, I'm a program coordinator. I coordinate um, the program and uh, one of the facilities we do mentoring at. And, um, yeah, it's pretty – it's amazing, man. It's amazing to be able to mentor and help kids, man. So I'm just um, be a, glad to be a part of uh, what Dreams has to provide our community.
0: Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm grateful to have all my brothers here today um, just to have a conversation um, just to kind of let people into what what mentoring really is, what it is that we do at Dreams. You know, our focal point is young men ages 10 to 15, um, like Courtney said, Courtney works in our in school programming. So he could see anybody from fourth grade to like eighth grade, depending on where we are. Um, so I, I'll start off with something. That y'all just jump in, and we'll just flow with it. But why why is mentoring necessary and needed in our community? Everybody don't jump in at the same time. It don't matter. Let, let's just roll.
3: Yeah, I, I'll start that off. So, like, unlike, you know what I'm saying, white people, we don't have those engineers and program uh, program. You know, people that work in them high level jobs in our family, so we're not seeing that firsthand. So it's it's very important to have mentee mentor
2: in your life. Yeah, just to um, pick up where you um, just where you left off at. Um, mentoring is important, like you said. We don't see it in our everyday life, and f- and it's not that we ain't seeing it. We're not taught it. You know, in our in our community, you know, they look at success limited to a basketball or a football you know, or a boxing glove. They don't know that you can be a pilot and be successful. You know, how many times have you ever heard a black kid say, I want to be a pilot? Yeah. You know, how many of you ever, it's rare, very rare in the hood where we grew up at that you hear them say, I want to be a police officer. You know, many people think, oh, I don't want to be a police officer. They bad. But you know how much it will promote and uplift our community if we have more of us in a police force. Mm-hmm. But guess what? In our community, they look at it as a negative thing. And this is why they, we wonder what we go through in the community, you know, because guess what? Caucasians are the mainly ones that's police officers. So what you think we're going to happen? We have, as you know, it's no diversity on the force, mm-hmm. you know, and we so and we want things to change. Well, it change Change starts with yourself. You know, forget all the myths, All oh, police is bad. If you feel like you can make a community better, why not go be a police officer? Forget what everybody's saying, man, because at the end of the day, going to prison and dying is not cool, and that's the things that we think is cool. And to me, that's the number one reason why we need mentors.
0: Yeah, so you, you went somewhere way quicker than than what I wanted to get there, but it's cool. But you mentioned the pilot, and this going to tie in. Um, A big reason that I started Dreams Academy was that I just noticed the lack of men in the homes, right, and so um, I say all the time, most of our kids come from homes where dad is either absent, deceased, or incarcerated. Um, but myself, I came from a 2 parent home. My dad was around. My dad was the first pilot I ever met. My dad has a pilot's license and can fly single-engine planes. But that's not everybody's, you know, story. And so, you know, that that's a whole piece, I think, that, that's lacking. Our men um, are are not... Sometimes just not taking care of their responsibilities, which leaves all these young men, which leaves us with the ability to do what we do, you know, seeing some of the things we we say. Dre, you like he was about to jump in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always like to bring up this word when it comes to dreams and it's exposure. Like we're trying to expose the kids to different lifestyles, different career opportunities, uh, different decisions to make. And, you know, to tell a bit about my story, a little bit similar uh, to, to Brandon here, being a, a PK, uh, where you know my father got to say daddy is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, preacher's <laughs> kid, preacher's <laughs> kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my my dad, he's the retired pastor now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, I had my my father, I had my mother in my life, so it was very fortunate. I believe even when I started with dreams, at the time I just had daughters. Now I have a son now. But one of the reasons I got involved with dreams is I saw there was a void. Unfortunately, for a lot of our men, helping this next generation, there's a void from incarceration um, to just, unfortunately, just making bad decisions. And, And I always like to say, of course, it's not everyone, but there is a void there. And I felt like, based upon what I experienced, it just wouldn't be right for me not to share and help somebody, you know. And I remember always thinking, too, like, that was my chance to kind of have a, a male influence. Like, I had a son, and, you know, thankfully now I do have my son. <laughs> but at the same time, you see what's missing when you get to talk to the kids. And many times it's just a positive black role model that's not on television, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned about sports. and it's also entertainment, you know, where they, you know, want to be, Uh, You know, they see the only avenues as being um, in entertainment, per se, like a a rapper or a singer. And not say anything negative about those things, but, you know, now we even have kids that say they want to be a YouTuber. They want (laughs) to be an influencer. And those are awesome career opportunities, but sometimes it's a matter of let's make sure we're still hitting our books, we're still doing all the right (laughs) things there before we just jump off and do all those things because you need something to
0: have some foundation with. But nobody made it cool to be an electrician. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. Everybody need an electrician, everybody need a plumber. Yes. You know, that th- we've been talking about trades a whole lot and those things just aren't put up in front of us. You know, I don't I don't y'all tell me if I'm wrong, is there a social media Major guy that's an electrician that's just like, the kid's not going to follow I'm, that. I'm
2: sure it is, but there ain't no black ones. There ain't nobody <laughs> right. that they can relate to. Right. You know, they ain't right. going to go look at Mr. Yeah. Johnny Smith doing electric. I don't know Johnny Smith. He don't right. even look like me. He right. ain't listening to the music on his whatever his show or his podcast that I want right. to listen to. There's no kind of relation or collaboration there. So, no, they going to look huh, the other side.
3: Yeah. Quick question. Do any of y'all, y'all got, like, a role model that y'all had growing up, like, that y'all looked up to or wanted to be like
0: it was my father. Yeah, it was my dad, yeah. man. You know? I, I mean, like, to this day, my dad, my, my guy. Like, man, I start crying yeah. talking about my pops, man. But I so I, I went to a private school, right? All black private school from kindergarten to eighth. And we, small class sizes, but pretty much, i say 95% black. I know if I thought back hard enough, I I don't recall ever meeting any of my friend's dad because he wasn't in the house like they knew him you know if he was around or nothing like that but we didn't meet dads Man, matter of fact (laughs) I got roasted constantly because my dad was always at the school I'll never forget third grade I started clowning man my dad he got off the car hey how you do today you know what I'm saying so I, I grew up in that thing which I hated growing up but now I appreciate it now like man my dad was on my nerves man get in the car man why you keep getting out but he was he was checking on me, man. And so, man, my dad was it, man. My dad, you know, as far as my music is concerned, he he led the way with that, man. He was always present, even though he worked hard. You know, he he didn't miss a performance. He didn't miss my brother's uh, basketball games and stuff. So he was just super super present. And so, I think that's a kind of the nuance of uh, or the irony of why I do what I do today, because I know what that feels like to have it. And so while I don't know what it feels like to not have it, you know, I can't replace dad, but with all us working together, man, you can't tell me them kids don't go home, you know, after they see us and say we learned something or there's some type of positive impact that I know we make week to week, you know, even if it's not life changing or even if it's something we don't see immediately, there's something that we gonna say to them. And, you know, with our kids, they ain't really going to tell us either. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's going to be something in their mind that stick out that you said, that you said, that you said, or did. Mm-hmm. Or, man, just the fact that we show up is right, it, sure. a start.
2: I came up with a theory. And, man, I be coming up with my own theories, man, because, I, you know, my educational background just got me doing it, especially now that, you know, I'm about to be a black therapist because it ain't many of those. And, right. man, I think that's well needed, oh, you know. Yeah. But um, when I'm talking to kids, um, You know, a lot of people try to attack the mind and change the way they think. But me personally, because them kids remind me of me because, you know, I was the one I was a kid. I was constantly getting suspended, constantly getting expelled, constantly getting bad grades, constantly having problems at home. Um, I was that kid. So a lot of kids that I work with in the schools that I'm at, um, they are those kids, you know, and you know, I try to dissect it, you know, because I, a lot of kids that come up the way that I came up and then the stuff that I was into don't make it out. The things that I made it out, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure. one of very few. Facts. You know, I've been in prison three times. You know, I was in trial fight for my life for 17 years. But also, I got four degrees now, going on my fifth. About to have two master's degrees and two different tracks. So, you hey know, man, we gotta you know, celebrate yeah. that yeah. man. So, That's dope, man. So, yeah. When yeah. I go into in different rooms too. and I talk, yeah. Bye. you know. <laughs> I'm different yeah. you know so I come up with my own theories what changed me how did I how did I want to change and the one thing I learned that changed me was my heart mm. so I talked to the kids based on their heart I talked to them about changing your heart you know love and kindness you know you're they allowed to get mad they, they don't out. see it they yeah. see anger and yeah. yell mm-hmm. and and dysfunction yeah. you know and so when I talk to the kids before it even get to their minds, I want your heart to change because as yeah. long as you got a good heart, somewhere along that line you'll be over the change. Yeah. Sure. And the first thing I talk about when I have a heart, when about heart, is loving God, man. Yeah. You know, once you got that love of God, you know, and second Corinthians talk about what love is. People say lo- loyalty over love. How how can you love God but you put loyalty over love? God says love is everything. Yeah. You know, so love starts within the heart. So that's when I talk to the kids about their hearts, man. Let's talk about your heart. You know, was that a, was not was it right or wrong? But why did you do that? Did you want somebody to do that to you? Right. You know, now that's a heart thing. Don't yeah. do nothing to nobody that you don't want done to yourself.
0: Their hearts are so hard, man, and that that's why that that anger is like they they number one go to emotion because um, they they don't know nothing else, and they they're not even growing up in environments and atm- atmospheres that show love. That's why. You go to hug them, they be like, that's gay. And no offense to anybody right. that is that, that, that is gay or whatever. That's not even the context and what they, they mean yeah. it in. They just, you, two men can't hug for them. You know what I mean? Like, they saying sus
2: now. Yeah, sus, yeah. 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 And I hug on my kids. every.
0: I hug. When they they crying, they when they angry,
2: I come in, mm-hmm. man, give me a hug. You just yeah. need some love, bro. Yeah. Like We can be cool. We can kick it. You can be right. mad. Whatever you want to do. But at the end of it, we're going to get this hug in because yeah. you need some love.
3: Yeah, So. That's another thing too. Like working with kids, I noticed that a lot of times we scold them. Like off the back, like, we don't even tell them what they should've did. And that's I feel like that's big. Like even in the classroom, you know what I'm saying? The student just act out or do something crazy, and it's like correct the behavior. Like we don't correct it. Like yeah, we address it, but we don't correct it. It's mm-hmm. too
0: big. Th- it's two different things. Well, so say that again. We don't what? We don't we don't correct it. We address it. Yeah, and, and, and see. With that, I, I like what you said there because it, it's not getting addressed really, or whichever way you said it, but the second piece of that is we discipline them for it mm-hmm. instead of sitting down and having a conversation. Like you, you said, did. Why, do, why did you do that? What made you do that? What, what was mm, you thinking about process, when you process, man. Yeah, process. Like what, sure. where, what outcome did you think was about to happen when you did uh, whatever you did? I, I know I told this story on the podcast before. Um, a teacher friend of mine um, works at a particular school, and let's just call him well, Lil' Fella, let's call him Lil' little Fella. Lil' little Fella's on tape stealing Dr. Pepper <laughs> out the refrigerator. And man, when they, they say he didn't, like to this day, he denies doing it. He's on tape doing it. But then once somebody sat down with him and hollered at him, come to find out it was his mom's favorite pop and they didn't have nothing to drink at the crib. Mm. So now you're talking about shame. You're talking about Poverty. You talking, there was really a need in the house. And so, man, it's all these underlying layers of why our kids do some of the stuff they do that sometimes people don't know how to peel back. And we ain't saying sure. make it right or, you know, um, that there shouldn't be a discipline behind it. But let's figure out the root cause of why they're doing what they doing. And just to
3: piece off that,
0: like when I even, and
3: anytime I'm in the classroom and I'm working with kids, Number one thing I tell them, don't even lie to me. Just be 100. Yeah. You be 100 with me, I'm going to be 100 with you. I might even let you go. You done did something crazy. I might just let you slide yeah. just because you being honest with me. That's my biggest thing, Yeah. getting them in that idea of just being honest. Just being honest real, man. No first. matter what, just be real. And if you for do sure. something
2: stupid, I tell
3: them all see, the time, know?
0: chin up.
2: Yeah, for sure. Chin
0: up. It's going to be okay. Man, I'm 43 and still have a problem yeah. to you do something stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, you see? know,
2: so it's not, you know. I just might it's just about teaching them man that's why it goes back to the heart thing because don't matter what we smart enough we're so intellectual everybody in this in this circle right here but like you just said sometimes we make mistakes right, you know right. and it's okay you're going to make bad decisions mm-hmm. you know nobody is perfect yeah. so that's when the heart thing come in you know is you going to go you know is you going to go steal from somebody that don't got nothing is you going to go hit a, do something to a baby is you going to take a life with a, with no remorse is you, you know you do you have a uh, heart for any kids, children, older people, you know, people that are less fortunate. You know, once you build that heart, yeah. you'll be able to make the right decision based on, you know, that feeling. And it won't be anger, you yeah. know.
1: You know, to jump on that because. you. Oh, man, this is so good. It's <laughs> <'Cause> like <laughs> we got to get to the root. Right. Yeah. And why would a kid, you think, eight, nine years old be so angry? You know, like. And we see it. We see kids Uh that come in. They're not, you know, really open. Now, thankfully, by the end of the sessions, normally they opened up and they got involved. But sometimes they come in angry, like, "What has happened in your eight-year-old life?" And that's where I don't want to belittle it at all. But like, like, what is it? Then you start hearing things. You start understanding whether they're struggling at school, struggling at home, um, maybe not having. Uh, enough food, all those kind of things that we can easily take for granted. But it's all causing, here's the thing, they're comparing themselves to someone else. Aww. They are all the and time. And that generates so much anger yeah. that they don't have that other person's life. And here we're in a culture now where I have to flash my life, I have to show it on Instagram, I have to show it on Snapchat. We did a session one time where there was eight kids in there, we asked them what's their favorite uh, social media platform.
0: They named eight different <laughs> platforms. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like. And most of it was, was stuff we had never even heard and of. And I heard of. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, okay, of course, Snapchat, Instagram. But like, okay, okay. Like, they are on these apps. They see things. They're seeing things way earlier. They're being exposed to things that really they're not even ready to see. Yeah. But that anger is a lot of times coming from that comparison. Somebody else's life is better. Somebody else's situation is better. I want mine to be better. And they don't know how to channel that into improving the situation. They just almost grab a hold of the anger and act out on that. And I love what you're saying, man. That heart piece is a heart piece, is, yeah. man. That's what it was for me, I man.
3: I remember we uh, we did a, actually did a presentation with the kids over sympathy and empathy. Remember that at uh, Ola. or is it? Oh, how do you pronounce it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Down in Canton. Yeah, yeah. That was. I feel like that was important just to go over those three things. We went over three, didn't we? With empathy, sympathy,
0: and what was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. empathy, sympathy, and uh, we did one more. It was a respect? I, I think, I think so. It might not have been, it, but I, I, I remember. No, we did touch respect. Yeah, sure we though. did touch that. But I think a piece of it, kind of, what you're talking about is that you know, just to, to, to use a, a loose example, the kid that come in school with his Jordans on, um, he got on Jordans, which is two hundred dollars, and. You know, little fella got on little buddies or whatever, and he ain't got the you know, and then that turns into this competition. However, in my mind though, where does that start at? It starts at the crib. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, I think a lot of times, sometimes, sometimes we have parents that reward kids for bad behavior. Because man, man, you can't I, you can't live in my crib and wear Jordans and you clowning.
2: Yeah, I agree to that, man. Somebody, you know what it is. And I see this, even with the women that I deal with, you know, have, have dealt with in the past, you know, whether it's my sisters, girls that I'll date, anything like that. They want to keep their son looking good, not just for them. I'm sure it's for their sons that go to school and make sure my son look good, but they want to do it for themselves as well. I man. keep my son dressed, I keep my son, but you can afford it, but some
0: other parents can't. So how do we, so so that's a whole concept that I, that I talk about, man, uh, in, in some of the courses I teach. The whole man of the house concept that, you know, I've heard parents, especially single mothers who call their son the man of the house. He like ate, But then that changes when he gets to school, you ain't the man here. You got rules to follow. And so that's why little fella has trouble getting in line. That's why he has trouble with authority, because at home. I'm running stuff. Because guess what? Mom at work. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes she might not even mean nothing by it by saying you the man of the house. What she's saying is, hey, I'm gone. You in charge. I need you to take care, take yeah, care take of you things. He way. don't know how to shut that off when he go to school. And so he getting to school and, you know, this podcast is it's called Dear White Teacher, So I'm, I'm trying to help white teachers because at the end of the day, I don't know about y'all, close to all of my teachers from kindergarten to high school even through college were, we're white women and so part of what I'm doing with this is trying to give insight to what's going on at, on at home so you can understand what you get when you come to school and so little fellas like man I run my house you can't tell me what to do but he don't understand he in a different environment he don't understand he don't even know how to okay I'm at school now I ain't demanding nothing here I'm in third grade I gotta get in line when she tells me to get in line. I gotta raise my hand to talk. I gotta ask to go to the bathroom. And so, man, it, it it's blurry and it clouds kids' mind. And they find themselves in this 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 Wrestling match Of when do I follow the Ooh. rules Cause I don't know now
2: That's major man You know one of my favorite Scriptures man Is a double minded man Damn. Is unstable in all his so ways So man. it's almost
0: We create, We creating That's confusing, Confu- confusing. Double mindedness
2: Is confusing man, And a confused mind Is unstable, unstable In all his ways You can't be confused And be stable And be on the right track You know yeah. Even if you drive You confuse you, oh, you, you, you turn, You turn around You looking You head. turn down. around The wrong way You gotta pull over To the side Put your hazards on yeah. You's unstable Yeah you know,
1: you know that's one of the things you know I have a, you got to have that kind of core group of friends and we have kids all around the same age one of the things we'd always want to say is let the kids be kids yeah like let them be kids yes not to say they can do whatever they want to do but why have them worrying about adult things why have them you know but what like, do you do when it's, be what do
0: you kids? what do you do when you don't have a choice though yeah. Cause guess what? Well, so let let's yeah. let's put the scenario yeah. out there i can't afford daycare so he he ten, hey, and he watching three,
2: four, five year olds at home. I mean, I but gotta,
0: go go back to back in the day when we was young, we could stay home by ourselves. Hey, lock the door, don't let no strangers in, don't answer the phone. It was clear cut. But now, right? But now, but now it's so much stuff to these kids' fingertips. You know what I'm saying? And so, but we can't afford daycare. Daycare is high. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so. I don't feel like I have any other option. I'm working one and two jobs. I can't go to parent-teacher conference because I got to figure out, do I take my shift or do I go to parent-teacher conference? So I ain't being funny acting. Man, there's just so many nuances to, to so much of it, man. Uh, That's a tough one.
2: Why, yeah.
0: But why don't,
2: you know, I ain't going to say they don't, but why is it so much on... The black community uh, instead of, like, in the, the Caucasian. Why the Caucasian community seems like it's so much easier over there? Why you think that is than over here in the hood, you know? When we go to these projects, why isn't there not a lot of Caucasian in these projects? You know, we go to Joy Park, Rosemary, Wilbeth. You know, it's predominantly black. Why, why isn't the Caucasians in these projects? Why is that, you think? And just not in Akron, you go to Cleveland, it's the same way. Go to Morris Black, it's predominantly black. It's predominantly black. I don't know no projects that's white projects like oh it's predominantly white over here and it's a 500 white people over here i don't know where that's at yeah why is that
0: and that that answer could go so many ways yeah, back to sure. the you know what i'm saying depend on what your theory your belief system is back to the 80s back to the the, the war on drugs back to when the welfare system started. Right, but man, it is so much.
2: Why is it still, that door still, still? we go look right now, man, that's we society. gonna look. You know, these 16 and 17 year old girls, that might graduate high school, that might not. Guess what, Then the ones that's getting the, the black, that's getting the, that's about to be in these uh, Edgewoods and these joint parks, right. but then we go to the white people in town, they ain't coming to Edgewood. Why is that? You know, they 16 and 17 too. The, life ain't even started for them. So where is, where does this, where does that start at?
1: I don't and, know where it started. You know, it comes. It comes back to that exposure too.
3: Yeah, I was just about to say that. Sometimes being exposed to a lot to early environment.
1: on. Yeah. you see, like if only what you see is what you see, that's what you think is going to be for you. You know, and and you don't see, um, you know, home ownership. You know,
0: you see in well, apartment. And so, and so that's what I mean. Your thought is, I want to have the best
3: apartment.
1: And, and that's, mean, that's what I mean. Have that's
0: what I mean when I say I don't know where it starts at because we see, we see other cultures. Groom their kids to not have to do that. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they. Some of them are living on great, great, great grandma and granddad's wealth and fortunes. Absolutely. Where they passing down businesses? Where they passing down how to how to budget? How to how to how to live? How to have money and not spend money because you want to look like you got money. You know what I'm saying? They they, they say Bill Gates drive a uh, is it Bill Gates? No, it's not Gates. Warren Buffett Buffett, drive a 03 Cadillac? Yeah. (laughs) Listen, I want a 23 Escalade right now. (laughs) I don't know if that's cars or I just like cars. But, you know what I'm saying? For us, you know, and that's a whole financial conversation we can have. We we are built to show what we have or prove what we have.
2: White people start to stack the cash. What you have,
0: them shoes... Like Come on, man. I don't, I don't want to show that I have
1: a whole lot. Yeah. Like, but I can have a whole lot and be fine. So a lot of that comes from just it's a more of an internal security that I don't have to show everything to make yeah. myself. And you know, I, man, I feel you on the cars. And I had, I feel like I had to go through it. You know, having some nice cars. Now, I'm telling you, unless somebody gave me one. I don't need a nice luxury car no more. I ain't got
0: over it yet, so no, you on your own Me neither. I ain't got over it. I don't plan on getting over that one. As living. long as you can do it, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. it's fine. Yeah. It's
1: like, But I know there were some times in my life, you know, driving the Escalade, I could do it, but should I have done it? Could I have Took half that payment and been putting that in a Roth IRA. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to do that before
2: you get that car. I hope yeah, that. no. Yeah. Before you get in that car that yeah, you want, yeah. I hope you got. I hope you contributed <laughs> at least fifteen percent to your Roth Look, so IRA. You I, I hope you are. I think it's now, if not, pay. that's a
0: bad decision. You, you know, I, I, I think it's a different conversation. Not whether or not you can afford to do it, but are you being smart by doing it? So. You can do it, but I got enough to put over here to make sure my Roth is cool, to make sure my retirement is cool, where this is just That's a good You know a what I'm saying? Like story. I'm a car and seafood guy. I'm gonna eat good and I need to ride good. But past that uh, Yeah, you it's almost you, you gotta know? find that's budgeting too. You yeah. gotta find the areas
1: where this ain't as important to me, so Right. somebody might look at this area of my budget and think I'm overdoing it. Yeah. But you don't see where I'm saving over right. here right, 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 where I don't have, you know, fifteen different um streaming apps or something you know yeah, like yeah because yeah. you know somebody that like to read or do something they're not on all these different platforms all these different things so
0: but, <laughs> so this go this direct into the kids though so we're not teaching kids budgeting and financial literacy and things like that but they mm-hmm. want to wear Jordans, they want to try to escalate dreams Dream is teaching that, yeah yeah we I are like dreams that, is that. teaching my,
2: that. my opinion i feel like they don't need to learn that until they get their behaviors together because if you going it's no point to learn about money if you're gonna go out there and kill somebody you go your anger, you yeah. can't even focus on one, twos, and threes don't matter if your mental health ain't together. You, you know, know. You to it all balance. balance. It, it do balance, you gotta have that balance yeah. about rewarding bad behaviors. Yeah. Like there's times
1: where you can see a child and by the way they're acting, you're like, How are you wearing Jordans and all these kinds of things? It's like <laughs> yeah. the way you're acting, how are you being rewarded? And then peep this out. This is the other thing that blew me away. And then when we discipline kids, Will discipline with them. Go read. Wow. So education becomes a punishment. Education Ooh. becomes a
2: punishment, man. It's deep. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right you, there. Know that? go, Talk, man. you
1: know, like go do your homework because you've been messing around and doing something. What should be been been doing homework in the first place?
3: Thanks.
1: It's not a punishment. It's not a punishment. Then all you're you're generating a negative outlook to homework and doing. So that homework. goes.
0: So so somebody asked me the other day, why do black boys hate school? You just answered it for them. They don't like to learn. They don't like. Well, but if learning is is shown a as punishment, punishment that's why. That's why they don't like to learn.
1: That's crazy. And it can happen so quick, so easy, and it's ingrained. It becomes ingrained. Even if it's not a punishment, on it, it's over with. Like think
0: about the way we hear. Mother say, "Go do your, go do your homework." Yeah. It's not even said with like, "Hey, would you go? Would you mind yeah. going doing your?" Yeah. Like, I don't know what the helpful. Yeah, this is yeah. that's why I try to talk to my daughter. She help.
2: tell me she's five years old. She tell me every day, "Daddy, I hate school. I don't want to go to school." So I don't say I try to talk to her. Well, you need school, you know. Don't you want what to? Do, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, I want you to have a dream at five. You know, she want to be a doctor. I said, "Well, guess what? You can't be a doctor if you don't go to school. It is no way possible." And, you know, and she said, well, OK, you know, but at that age, they don't like school that early, yeah, yeah. you know. So what is it at that age that we're teaching them? You know, school is not the best thing. Is it the experience that they get when they get in school is boring or, you know, do they not understand the concept? I mean, what is it? Because she's five.
1: There's so many other things they can do that's so much more fun. Like there's never been an age a, or time period where there's so much fun and it's at their fingertips. At their fingertips. At their fingertips. Right? Yes. At their fingertips. They can watch TV it's with no commercials. Yes. They can watch TV whenever they want to. They can stream something. They can do this. Mm-hmm. They don't even, like, there, there's no, like, like, we used to have to watch a show one day, one day and then wait a week
0: for it to come on see again. See that show
1: again. And there's something to that. Like,
0: there's up to that to versus, oh, I can just watch this whole thing and just, Man, and then they'll yeah. watch it over again. And watch. I know folks, like, I know <laughs> folks, when the show coming on, they're going to say, I'm going to wait till all eight is done. So I can bench, through, bench, so I can take a day and bench through the whole thing because I don't want to wait. Man, yeah, so is that man. a lesson in patience that, or, or on demand? Man,
3: hey, that's important right there patience. I we had this one kid just jumping off the walls, man. As soon as I got in the classroom, I'm like, oh, yeah, I already see how this about to go. But then I'm, I'm in there, I'm like, I see my nephew and him, like, nephew, high, a lot of energy, just always bouncing off the walls. So that whole class, I'm waiting on him, just sit still. I'm like, Look, do your work, sit still. I'm going to let you sit by your friends and everything. It was a struggle just for him to sit still for five minutes. He's so like, can I, can I move now? Yeah. like, no, nah, just be patient. Had him sit there for like 20 minutes toward the end of class. Let him rock out, sit by his friends. He's like, thank you so much. And I just know that teachers is just tired. I know like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Dealing dude, with that every leaving. day. I know right off the bat, they like, oh, yeah, get out. You know what I mean? Like, have no type of patience for it, which is kind of like, okay, I see, but... It's like that should be addressed at home. Behavior has to be addressed at home. And I know and that plays a big speaking, issue in the school.
1: The teachers do need to have a, a increased level of patience. But then they got 30 years. But kids. it's hard. Man, I, was I was a saying, teacher. It's, it's, I man, was a it's, teacher
2: that's so hard. So yeah. listen, let me give you, let me break this down to you. So I was a um, third grade teacher. I was a third grade teacher at, uh, at Emmanuel. So we got kids that... At at different levels, you know. So, Mm -hmm. you know. So, if you got one kid that can read and another kid that can't read, and y'all reading the story together, but this kid can't keep up, but this kid can, then you got everybody else that's falling somewhere in the middle. You creating confusion in the classroom again because this kid that can't read, not following along, he ain't gonna know nothing. He don't know nothing. So then you got to stop, try to get him focused. Did you read this, this and that, this now? You get him the papers. It's just so much. Thirty kids, different thirty different le- le- levels of learning, thirty different um, attitudes and behaviors. It is difficult being a teacher, and that's what was with me. And I relate to a lot of kids. Now, imagine when you got these white teachers uh, plug for the podcast, but <laughs> Thank you, <sir>. anyway, imagine <laughs> if you got these white kids with thirty black kids in the class. What
0: can you like? You know, how, uh... so 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 that's where I wanted to get to. We can relate to them. I've been in the classroom. You've been in the classroom. You've been in the classroom. Dre, you've been in a classroom with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so if we're – if we're because the, the foundation of, of the podcast for me is definitely never bashing white teachers, but to also address that there's a cultural gap. So the whole time we've been talking, we've been talking about our, our kids because we know our kids because we all look like our kids because repre- representation is a whole nother conversation in the classroom. But since we know they have to go to school, nine times out of ten, they're going to see a white teacher – for me, in doing this, one of the things that I found and know is colleges are not talking to teachers about what to do with a classroom full of black kids. Most of them, I've talked to some that say they, you know, have taken some courses and they were had some conversations about it, but you know, far and wide, nobody's saying, "Hey." So, so I give this example: take a teacher from Hudson that lives in Hudson, grew up in Hudson. So, so for my watchers, Hudson is a, a, a well-to-do suburb of, of Akron. But I come into Akron Public Schools or I come into any um, urban environment where well, this is unfamiliar to me. So I don't understand why little Johnny won't sit down or why he bouncing off the wall or why even let's take it a, a deeper level. Why y'all hungry when y'all first get here? Because if I, I, if I live in Hudson, I probably ate breakfast. They might not have <laughs> And so, I don't want to learn. I'm hungry. Can I have a sandwich? Can I have a cookie? Can I have some candy? No, you can't have candy at eight 8.30 a.m. So, you add all that kind of stuff in, and, man, you, you just get confusion. Confusion. Got well the two living
3: out there. They ain't heard no sirens. They didn't sleep good. Gunshots, shots, you know, gunshots, gunshots, people fight, sure.
2: man. You know, you stand in these Rosemary projects and stuff. You know how many fights happen in them projects on in the every the other nights. day? Shooting in the middle of the night. You know, kids looking out the window. What's that? They arguing out there. You go. You got crackheads. You know, this is area. This is happening in. We got yeah. crackheads, drugs being sold at twelve o'clock in the morning. Gunshots going off. People yeah. pulling up, pulling out, uh, arguing. You go to Hudson, it's none of that. It's yeah. silent. It's quiet. You okay. can hear the birds chirping at night. You no. Know? <laughs> so, I mean, what do you expect what do you expect when you got kids like this growing up like this, you know? Yeah. Right. And it's nobody cares structure. about
1: them. They, now, now I'll give my little you know, I, I grew up early in Akron. Um, <sighs> but then we moved to Norton, which mm-hmm. is a suburb of Akron. It's kind of it's not quite <laughs> it's Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's close, yeah. though. But but it's not bad. Predominantly, <laughs> yeah, it's predominantly yeah, definitely predominantly uh Caucasian. And I grew up I went from well, I did a little private school, then I going into public school was one transition, but then also going from a diverse school to a predominant predominantly white school and so
0: and now that you not only yeah. are you talking white students but you talking about probably all white teachers too oh oh yeah i guess I, well, like I'm trying to think real quick but I don't think
1: I had a black teacher at norton at all yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah I. Yeah. It's, it's going way back yeah to a 30 year high school year. Oh, yeah, you back. but um and so but it was it was different back then I think we we couldn't even like because we don't want to make it sound like it's an excuse right but you have to address it to be able to work with it and, and to work either around it or through it however um but what I saw is... Where we might deal in the inner city, you know, they call it now food insecurity, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, dealing with hunger issues or dealing with trouble in the home. You can still have that in Caucasian areas. It's just not, it's just different. It's something different and where they could be uh, drugs that aren't the type of drugs that's <laughs> in, in the black community. It's all different struggles, but it helps to have someone who's willing to just listen. Yeah and kind of get an understanding, because most of the time the student's going to already imagine it. In their mind, this teacher don't, don't really care about what I went through last night or what I went through this week. They just want these grades. They just want this. They don't really care about me. And like I said, I I think one of the most undervalued professions is teachers,
2: just undervalued, <laughs> underpaid. I mean, yeah. and it overworked, yeah, <laughs> overworked, well, underpaid, man. Yes, so, and te-
0: teachers are raising kids, yes, yeah.
2: more know, than the parents are. Yeah. yeah, at least at eight hours a day, you can't tell me parents is raising their
0: kids eight hours a day because they're supposed to be sleep eight hours. So that yeah. only
2: leaves eight more. Yeah, and the parents got to work, Thanks. so yep. you know, right. the kids' yeah. Yeah. sleeping hours don't really count. Hey, nothing, that's so. another thing too. Behavior. Put your mic up there. Behavior, like uh, in the
3: classroom, you try to address the behavior. Parent to get mad at you for doing it, like it's crazy now. Like it ain't no community, you know, helping raising kids now. It's yeah, you the can't village, even address it. left. Yeah, it's over with.
0: But so uh, I give you another point that uh, go back to uh, a guest I, I had on um, named named Dr. Ross, and she brought up something called parent trauma that I never thought about. Well, I didn't know to think about it, where parents are like that with their kids because they had horrible experiences at That's school. Cool. I was like that blew me away like I, yeah. I had like parent trauma like I sent my I sent my kid because I never made it out the hood I, my kid is going to the same school I went to and might have the same teachers I had when I was here and yeah. we didn't get along so guess what we still don't get along you just got my kid now hopefully not the same books and
2: everything. <laughs> uh, right. I'm sure some of these schools they got this they don't even got books in some of these schools you know so that's right that's it, everything it, on
1: the it, tablet but I want to jump on something real quick, because it was back when we were talking about the mentorship piece, and you would even asked about role models, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. I was fortunate also to have role models who were mentors that I didn't even know was a mentor at the time, especially at my church, Mm -hmm. and if I get the name of names, I'm going to forget somebody, but just off the top, like Rodney Griggs, Michael Brooks. These were, these were people that were only probably 8, 10 years older than me. But that's you back, you know, when you're 10 years old and they're 18, 20 years old. And then as you keep growing, they're the ones that's just talking to you about little things, whether it's about relationships or just encouraging you. Like, it, you mentioned the village. I'm going to come back to it. That's one of the big parts about why mentorship is so important. Yeah. You need more voices. You need more positive voices. And when you look back over your life, you can go back and normally find, how did I go a certain direction? What were the voices you were hearing? What Mm. what were you, who was influencing you?
0: Who was in your ear?
2: In those
1: times when things, your decisions weren't the best. Yeah.
2: When I I take it back, when I look at a kid, I had some very decent role models, but also had some very undecent, um, I don't know what to call them, what's the opposite of role models? Undecent, I don't, undecent models. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, 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 I'm 12 years old, right? So, I had, you know, I was real good in football, playing PB football. I had them coaches, you know, my uncles and, you know, different people at the, you know, different uh, community members, you know, come to my games, just look out, talk to me about school, ask me about my grades. I had some good role models. But also, on the some some really undecent models As I just said, and, you know, when I was, you know, playing football, you know, I could be playing football Monday through Friday going to school. But on Saturday, I'm going to Joy Park and I'm hooping outside. Right. And I'm hooping with all, you know, all my friends. And then this guy that, you know, he was real good in basketball. I don't know. I know. Like, why he ain't never go to the NBA? I don't know why or nothing. I'm just thinking like this dude can dunk. He crossed (laughs) between. And after, you know, one day after the park, he come up to me and he grabbed me and he gave me a hug. And we walking and he tell me he said only thing you missing is some money. And he gave me some drugs and he gave me a gun. You know, so what does that do to a, to a, just not my mind, but another kid might maybe going through that thing. What does that do, go to his mind, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where does it, you know, how do you fight off the, the, yeah. the angel and the devil? You got the angel over here you got the devil over here, yeah. you know? And then life tell you, you need money. Everybody, even the good people telling you, you will need to get some money. Well, listen what the devil saying, I need to get some money too, yeah. but this money is right here. The money you're talking about is going to take forever, you know, so. As a kid, how do you go through all them type of, you know, things that you they're do? And these are the type of things I deal with. They,
0: they're with. not even mentally capable. And, and so, again, point of this podcast is I'm trying to show teachers this the stuff that's going on in our community that these kids are coming to school with. Yeah, So any of so my teachers can... that's watching,
2: this is why you had trouble with me. <laughs> in case you didn't know, when I was in elementary and all y'all te- and my oh, teachers, yeah. you know, y'all always told me I was intelligent, but I had behavior problems. I didn't listen. I couldn't sit down. I was doing this. I was bad. I was angry. This is why. I'm letting you know what I went through. And it's yeah. the same kids y'all teaching right now, man. It's going it's through worse. the same things. And it's worse. worse.
3: I honestly can't think of a role model that I had in my life growing up. Wow. Mm. It wasn't until I got to high school when I actually seen like my principal was black, my uh, yeah, like those, you know what I'm saying, higher ups. They was. Who's your principal? Uh, Mr. Grubbs, Corey Grubbs. Corey Grubbs, yeah. my guy. Yeah, good I gotta send you this clip
0: for sure. Corey was my Corey was my. You know, you ain't you know Corey. Corey, so Corey, Corey was my. So me and Dre both went to Mount Union. I'm gonna get back to Daryl real quick. Corey was my academic advisor in 1998 at Mount. That's where I know the name. I don't know if he was yeah. there before that year, but he was he was there. And then he left Mount and probably went. Yeah. He went to catch him.
3: He came the principal. Yeah. But that was, honestly, them was the only people that I really had. Them. Wow. I like to look up to, I'm, mm. other than my uncle. You know what I'm saying? He always did the right thing. But a lot of times, I had people in my family where, like he was saying, they doing the wrong things, but I see the good coming from you. you know? Yeah. Giving you some money. I'm thinking he doing something well. He's doing it the wrong way though. But that's what I'm looking up to. I just see the money in the cars and all the things that he got, the new clothes.
1: Like you said, you, you had the uncle with a positive message. And he yeah. Yeah, oh, So you were already hearing more negative
0: voices. But, than but, the but positive. But think about that. But he wasn't hearing no voice until he got through. What you say, high school? Like high school, yeah, middle school. Yeah.
1: If you have, if you're in a situation where you said you talk about the devil on one side, the if you have a situation where you get you have five people in your life who speak positive all the time, but if you have five people who speak negative. Those five people that speak in positive have no shot. No them. shot. It's a math so, thing. It's not five minus even, five is zero. Yeah, it's not even. It takes like four to one.
3: Yeah.
1: So now you play sports though, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. So you yeah. Have some I play sports. Though. Yeah.
1: Now they might not have been role models, but they were somebody that
3: could teachers. Yeah, definitely you. life coaches. Structure for those sure. Those kind of
1: Structure, things. Yeah. So and and now off on the answer here but we're seeing less uh, students or kids aren't the
0: same way with athletics like No, nah. you know another thing <laughs> it's, it's a one track mind to get yeah. to the league yeah like this is just a launching pad it is I don't think it's any longer a whole lot of the let me take you up under my wing and I and teach you how to be a man as well as playing the game well it's it's this is my way out the hood yeah if you show any level
1: of promise in sports, all of a sudden you're going to get some negative attention. Um, it looks like positive attention because it may be somebody that wanna, they want to help you uh, with an AAU team or something like that. But many times they're not pushing you to be better anymore. It's almost like you've arrived and you're 13 years old. Like, just be you're good. celebrity. You're good. Yeah. Okay, but to be great, you got to keep working. And all these you athletes... Your fundamentals got to be sound, sure. but they're all—they're already thinking about what high school I'm gonna go to. If I don't oh. like this high school, I'm gonna transfer to go to another high school. If
0: I don't like that high school, yeah, I'm gonna transfer to go. So they'll never learn that. And then let, let, let's take it a step deeper now. NIL,
2: yeah, that too, you know.
0: You add it's the NIL eight, eight, now, eight, man. Eight, 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 eight. So man, I know cats. Well, I don't know personally, but eighteen with six figure deals.
2: Off of a ball. So guess what? Our babies. That's all they thinking about. You know, and I don't mind them thinking about that, but they need to know that you got to have grades to get there. So if that's going to make you get good grades, then pursue with all your passion. Because I tell kids all the time, I tell they still say, what you want to be doing? Like? I want to be in the NBA I want to be an NFL. I say, do you? Well, I can't tell because guess what? These grades say you don't want to do that. <laughs> or this teacher say you don't want to do that. Do you know how to get to the NFL, NBA? You got to go to school. Yeah. And that's what I tell them. So if that's their dreams, I'm not mad about that. Sure. Keep, keep that because guess what? That's going to get you, hopefully, it gets you to focus a little better in the classroom, to focus a little better on your grades, and not be out here in these streets all day, you know, like that. So,
0: but I think we also got to make sure we balance that with the reality of, hey, it's only like 400-something cats in the NBA. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is he, on, in the NFL numbers, but even if you think you get a college
1: scholarship, you'll, you'll still, even with the college scholarship, your chances of
2: still making it to the league. Yeah, but who cares about that? You get the degree. They don't know that as kids, yeah. but that's sometimes you got to manipulate the mind yeah. to get what you to get what you want out of these kids cuz right. yeah, if they see that sure. that's fine. As long as it's going to get them to get the good grades cuz at the end of the day, you know, at the end of that tunnel, even if they don't make it to the NBA, it's a four-year degree. Right. Yeah. You know, and now you got that four-year degree because you wanted to just suit for sports and now we can see more pilots. We can see more doctors. We can see more lawyers. We can see more teachers, more counselors because I'm in the masters of counseling at Akron, you. And I'm the only black person in that class. No, it's another black lady. But in all of my classes, I done took 60 worth of credits. There has not been no other black man in my classrooms but me. Speaking
3: of that, my my major is biomedical science.
2: None. I done took 60 credits for the last three years. I haven't had one black man in the class but me. Wow. So when I go graduate, at the end of this year, I'm going to be the only black man that's graduating out of, what, 230 people in the counseling classes. Wow.
0: Congratulations again! Yeah, for you sure. Know, so yeah, that's that, let's, it's
2: man, it make me want to cry, bro. Because like, what's really going on? Yeah. What's going man. on?
1: But I think that's why we do what we do. It, all, everything we are talking do. about points back to, to why, why we, we do involved it. with dreams and why we have some passion about it. Um, like I said, I, I remember first time getting the call, and I came to do financial
0: literacy. Man, that was our very first. That was that. Was, that <laughs> I still got the picture of that. Yep, that's going back. Oh, that's going back. Uh, to 15,
1: 2015. Or 16,
0: 16. 16 okay. In my grandma's storefront church, man. I still got a yeah. picture of that. Pictures of that. Church. Yep. And, you know, this is when you had
1: the ties on. They was learning how to tie. Man, the, ties. The, the, the room was this size. Yeah.
0: The room was this size, man. We had 11, 12 kids in a room this size. That was my grandma's church. And we flipped it into, man, we flipped that room into a theater, a gym, a cafeteria, whatever we needed it to be when we first started. And uh, we had twelve kids in there, and Dre came. You was working at the bank, I think, mm-hmm. yep. um, to talk about money with him. Um. Yep. And I
1: just remember after that experience, I just had to. tell him, like, man, if you ever need me for mm-hmm. anything, man? <laughs> let me know, cause it was one. I saw the need, and here just from just trying to get them to calm down for thirty minutes, you know, calm down, and here it is. I, you got to entertain enough. Keep the attention, and you got to be so um, strategic. Strategic—that's the word—with how you can get them involved and, and keep their attention, because their attention spans are just—you uh, you can't hold it. I saw the void just from even like learning how to tie a tie, and I thought, "How did Shh. I learn how to tie a tie?"
2: Man, let, let, My Dad let,
1: taught me. Yeah, that. and it's something—it's so basic, but then you begin to apply that to other things. There's things I, I like. I, I told my wife, I said, "There's certain things I do. That I saw my dad do. Yeah, my dad got my, my my mom flowers. My dad did this. My dad. Yeah. So those are things that were taught to me without a lesson. It was just I saw
0: it. So you supposed about do? You talking about tying a tie? Let's talk about even knowing where to wear a tie too. So it's foreign to them.
2: It's foreign. They don't even know yeah, where, they're yeah. where they're tied to no, cause
0: them. No, because nowadays nobody dresses up for funerals no more. Nobody dresses up for, for church anymore. Nobody dresses up for uh, weddings anymore. Everything has become so lax when we're trying to teach them, hey, do you know how amazing you look as a black man to walk out the door with a tie on, with a jacket that fit, with some, you know, nicely buffed shoes? Like they think it's weird to get a manicure.
3: We we just uh, went to East School. Remember they the lady told us that one of the kids dressed up in the tie. He, yeah, he was sitting t- right in front of and us. All the other kids was uh, they said they roasted t- him
0: that day. Yeah, no dude had on a bow tie. He was clean, pea coat. He was clean. Everybody, and they they was they had to. Matter of fact, they had to. And I appreciated it, but it was sad they had to do it this way. They had to affirm him publicly for doing that because, and that was I So that was at the end of the day. Yeah. It was two o'clock by that point. So guess how much, probably crap he took all day long from the time he walked in school, dressed fresh. Because I what what was I think they was, was they seniors? I can't remember either way. Okay, tenth
3: grade. Okay,
0: Mm. he got all that flack, and they had to say, "Hey, we man, dust that off. We appreciate you coming to school like that. That was a bold move for you. We know you had to hear about it. You had to catch all the flack. But for real, for real, he got bullied."
3: And honestly, we mm. didn't even know that until I believe you addressed it. Like, hey, this how I should. I would. I yeah. wish I have came like that. Right. And then that's when the teacher afterwards. you was right. like, yeah, he actually got a lot of. So I'm glad that you addressed that and said something mm-hmm. about yep. that. So I that told was, him how nice
0: he looked. I said, man, mm-hmm. you clean today. Yeah. And that's that's when she was like, you know, we want to thank him for for doing that or whatever. Man, he had on a bow tie. He was yeah, clean. He, he, he was. Killing.
3: He was for
1: sure. Yeah. He
0: well, can't correct.
1: Uh, like even with if you're the smartest one in the class.
0: That's
1: yep. not a good thing anymore. Nope. It's
0: like it's like it's cool to be done. You know, yeah, it's cool to be Oh man. That's saying. why usually the class clown is usually very intelligent, but he wanna be cool, so he'd be the class clown. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep,
2: yep, yep. I got a fifth grader that's a class clown and he a class clown because he can't read.
3: Wow. That's, you that's know?
2: a lot of I brought them. you in, So he was the teacher just come, they some they come get me when they have, um I'm at my internship, they when they have problems with students real bad they come get me and um when a, he came in I grabbed him I sat down we talking they gave me his work we sat down doing his work um he got to the first it was math the first one was math he had so we went to math I think it was like 222 plus 137 I never forget it and he couldn't do it and I said well that's the problem." he's drawing on his paper and this and I'm like Come on, I'm going to help you. Like, come on, you see that 7 plus 2? He like, I said, well, there it is. You calling on him I'm to come up here to do something to the assignment? I'm about to act out because I can't do it. Yeah. I'm about to get up there and, and embarrass myself and everybody be laughing at me and doing this and all that. So I'm like thinking to myself, so I said, all right, we're going to figure this out. So then I got him a piece of paper. Uh, not a piece of paper, but I got the other booklet and it was the read. And he couldn't read. And I'm like, well, he can't even spell the word can't. That was the first word. I'm trying to sound it out. You know, come to find out he's in fifth grade with a first grade reading level. What is he supposed to do? You keep pushing him on. You know, he ain't got the second grade words in math down yet. So what is he supposed to do? Next year, you're going to be in sixth grade at a second grade reading and math level. What is he supposed to do besides act up? On top of he might be hungry. On top, he he ain't getting no sleep at night. Mm -hmm. You know, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. yeah, I'm working
3: at the uh, middle school. We got some kids that's been held back two times this year. They way older than the kids that's there. Yeah, yeah like, what like is been they, there for some what years. Is, what is
2: they supposed to do, man? What are honestly, they to do? that
3: drove me. Like, I got held back in the first grade. And that embarrassment going to school, seeing all my friends in the next classroom. I go in the next classroom with them. They're like, uh you ain't in here. Wow. Took me back to the class. I'm like, whoa. So that first month, I'm doing everything, trying to get back, thinking, that if I do good now, they gonna put me in the next grade. Man. I'm like, so am I going to the next grade now? They're like, no, that's not how this works. And ever since then, though, that lit a fire. So I, me. Ain't, like, I ain't that never thought about me.
0: this in life until you just said this about the trauma that causes a kid, not because he have to repeat a grade, but just what you just said. All my friends got moved forward, and I didn't get to go in the room with them.
3: They asked me where and you, and so at? nobody
0: even had a conversation with you to say. To try and make you understand on a level that you could, hey, you can't go with them this time. You got to go back here for that. Like, I don't even know what that conversation sounds like, but that just sounds like a traumatic experience. Sure, to me. It all good. my like, sure. we go all summer. I ain't saying this. I don't know if this how happened or not, but we leave school in June, go all summer. Hey, y'all, we can't wait to get back to school. First day of school, you done laid your clothes out. You know how we do, man. And then when you get there, they like, oh no, you ain't in there. You in here
2: for real. And you don't even know or understand why. why? You ain't even think about last school year. For real. You know? That's
0: wild.
2: You know, you know, kids like this is going through things like this every day, man. Every yeah. single day. Yep. Yeah. You know? And it's wonder why you so much violence in our neighborhoods. You know, they don't have no other skills. They, don't, they can't read. They can't write. They have no work skills, no job skills, no etiquette skills. They have no skills at all. Yeah. You know, the easiest skill to learn is to pick up a gun and go shoot it. That's the easy skill. You know? Yeah. And then they go sell drugs, get you some drugs, and and go sell them. They sell themselves That's easy. That's all these kids is, can do. So guess what's gonna happen when they get older? That's the same thing they're gonna do. They're gonna drop out of school. And this kid right now go to sixth grade and he still can't read at sixth grade level. By the time you get to eighth and ninth grade. He's gonna be done with school.
0: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he can't
2: do this work. I can't write a paper. I can't, I can't. Yeah. I'm not, what am I coming for? Every You know, I'm getting asked. I can't do nothing. Up. So what am I even here for if I don't even know what I'm doing? It's like going to a job, trying to be an electrician, and you ain't never been to electrician school. Yeah. The same thing. You go down, you got a math test in front of you. You don't know multiplication. What you going to do? I'm going to act yeah. up. They're going to kick me out eventually, I'm going to stop coming. The only way I can survive now is, go get me a gun. Let's start robbing something. Let's go sell these drugs.
0: So, man, I I wanted to do this um, because I I believe that it's going to give our audience, which is filled with white teachers, insight to things that they might hear about through conversations with other teachers, but, like, stuff that we see, like, all the time with our kids. um, And it's not just hearsay, but, like, we we actually see it. And we we see the stories and hear the stories. And so I want to end up with, I'm going to go around and start with Dre and just whatever, because this is the thing, so y'all know too, none of this is to bash our community, our parents, you know, our kids, but it's to focus on the reality, realities of things, but also give white teachers hopefully the ability to have some empathy and say, hey, maybe I need to learn more about my kids so that I can excel and support them better and teach them better so they, they create success for the teacher and the students so you know let's end up with um just a, a word of encouragement or advice that you would give a teacher that for real is frustrated because she just don't she or he just don't know you know the first thing i would say is one to
1: commend all the teachers that just decide to do it like, mm-hmm. this like I just give you a hand um but the big thing i would say is that patience it's like they have one more, can it be like one more second of patience, two more seconds of patience, just with some of these kids that just need a little bit more time. Um, and I know it's tough because teachers are being graded as well, based on how the kids are performing and things. Um, you know, my son, he's in Akron Public Schools, and they're sending home, it's not just about grades, it's about um your attendance. Attendance is huge to the minute, like to the minute now with, with uh, tardy reports, absent reports. And if you don't have a certain percentage of days or have too much tardy time, you're done for that year. You know, you, you, you you'd be having to go back and repeat it. So, my big thing is just that a little bit more patience with these kids. And then, even if it means going to your principal. Say you need more time, or whatever it is, it's going that extra step. Um, because these kids, one, they're worth it, sometimes, though, they yeah. their behavior after you know, we we talk about that too. Like, when you have them frustrating times with kids, man, they are worth it, though. Yeah, they're worth every, every one of their lives is worth even that little bit of frustration, even that that time. And uh, but like I said, commend you, we spend time with the kids. Or like two hours, you know, a week. Mm-hmm. You're spending that time, you know, all that eight hours in a classroom day. So they doing um, fifty, sixty hours a week Yeah, days. But that's what I'm a little more patience. These kids are worth it. it. Yeah.
3: Daryl, mine's would be uh, praise and reward the little things that these kids do in the classroom, whether it be them raising their hand before you know what I'm saying speaking out of turn, like. Give them, like, great, you know what I'm saying? Praise that. Appreciate that. Tell them, thank you. I appreciate you for raising your hand this time and not speaking out of turn. Just those little things may go a long way within the classroom. So yeah. praise and reward those little things, those little wins.
2: Mm-hmm. My advice would would be, and this is what I do, I don't know how it's going to work for a white teacher, but, you know, um, I'm advocating for you to try it. Um... Show them a little bit more love. Give them a hug. You know, sometimes give them a handshake. You know, in our culture, handshake means love. You know, Mm -hmm. give them a handshake and, you know, tell them it's going to be your take. Tell them when you tell them good job and when you praising them. You know, just don't praise them with your words. Give them a hug. They ain't had no real love. These babies ain't getting loved on You know, so just give give them a little bit of love. You know, a hug. You know, a handshake. You know. Tell them that they're amazing. You know, just show some genuine love, man, man, and you'll start to see a difference, man. God said, "Love is everything, man." Don't ever forget that. You know, so you show them a little bit love. I guarantee you, you'll start to you'll see a little bit change. You know, may not be much, but we just need one percent a day, yep. and we're gonna get farther. We're gonna get way farther than we are today.
0: Cool, man. I man, I appreciate y'all doing this, man. This was fun. We're gonna do the same thing with the girls, with the uh, Queen's Academy girls here soon too, so they, they get to see everybody. And so uh another episode down, shout out to my man, my my man Gabe behind the camera making it all making it all happen. And so uh, you know, hit us up Instagram, dear underscore white year underscore white you know what Gabe is gonna put it on the screen <laughs> so I don't get it wrong I know what it is don't play me like that I know what it is but it'll be on the screen and everywhere else uh, I hope y'all like the new studio and the new the new setup and everything and so until next time dear white teacher this Brandon Scarborough see you later peace